0: Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast,
1: a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon.
0: I'm Himra Chano, pastor of community engagement and stewardship.
1: And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts.
0: Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome.
1: We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities,
0: ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave., our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit
1: where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices
0: from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice. it.
1: Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired,
0: and encouraged, and challenged. Listen, Listen with, with us, us now.
2: Here is a scripture reading from Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Right then, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowds. When he sent them away, he went up onto a mountain by himself to pray. Evening came, and he was alone. Meanwhile, the boat, fighting a strong headwind, was being battered by the waves and was already far away from the land. Very early in the morning, he came to his disciples, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, They were terrified and said, it's a ghost. They were so frightened, they screamed. Just then, Jesus spoke to them. Be encouraged, it's me, don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it is you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got out of the boat and was walking on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, he became frightened. As he began to sink, he shouted, Lord, rescue me. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him saying, you man of weak faith, why did you begin to have doubts? When they got into the boat, the wind settled down. Then those in the boat worshiped Jesus and said, you must be God's son. The word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God.
2: As we begin transitioning into this next time, let's pray together
1: for Minister Esty. Holy one, we thank you for your presence, that whenever we call in your name, you pull us up from the water. So Holy One, be with our sister as she comes today to bless us with a word from you. May the words spoken today be your words. And may people be changed, not the same. In all things we ask in your name. Amen. So today's text is a familiar story for many of us that that know our Bible stories uh, that talks about Jesus walking on the water. And it's funny because I actually didn't like this story um, for the most part, because I always was kind of like, what's the point of us knowing that Peter almost drowned? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I really get uh, what the point of this story is. And In reflection, in preparation for today, and the theme um, of boundless possibilities that you all are embarking upon as we enter into 2020, I was uh, reflecting on the idea of miracles and the miracles that Jesus performed. And this song that I know at least one person in the room knows (laughs) and <laughs> kept coming into my spirit in my preparation. It's a song by the Clark Sisters. That's 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 super old. Anybody here know the Clark Sisters other? Okay, all right, come on. Who in here Jig? Okay, okay. It's a song that says, I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I feel the intangible. That's the one that always gets me. Like, I feel the intent, I feel the intangible, I see the invisible, the sky is the limit of what I can have, I'm gonna say that again, the sky is the limit of what I can have, just God will perform it today. Listen, we can buck a shout at the end. Um, yes, y'all with it. Oh, this is cute, yes. So this, this song just kept coming into my spirit and kept repeating it. So I'm like, what, what is a miracle, right? For us in 2020, in this age of science and technology and algorithms and predictive text, right? On this, the weekend where we celebrate Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement, and I'm going to say Coretta's name also, Ashe because uh, he didn't do it without Coretta. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. All right, Asha. But what, what, what are miracles to us in this age? Have we gotten to the place where we've lost faith in the possibility of the miraculous? right? Because we now know that, you know, well, Jesus was really performing Reiki, right? When Jesus was healing people, it's it's an energetic science. It's true, right? Oh, well, they didn't have modern technology and they didn't have modern medicine. So really, all they needed for that headache when Jesus was out there having them rub mud on their eyes and all of that, they could have took an ibuprofen 800, (laughs) right? Have we lost our faith in the miraculous? Have we really done the work at this place in our lives to remember what it is to have boundless possibilities? So today I want us to reflect together on what it could be to expect the miraculous. Because I'm just crazy enough to believe in the spirit. I'm just crazy enough to believe in the power of our ancestors. I'm just crazy enough to believe in spiritual technologies and in the idea that miracles are still happening. Miracles are still happening in every way, right? I think we have miracles of the mundane. Who in here put the sun up, told the sun to shine? Right? And if we even think about what that is, that a star that shines so brightly, if something happened to the sun, it would take us, I think it's something like eight or nine minutes to know that the sun wasn't shining anymore. It's that far away, right? That it takes that amount of time that it could just straight up go out and we wouldn't know for 10 minutes. <laughs> right? Right? There's some divine work happening in the universe that's beyond our grasp. That's beyond our doing, that's beyond our capability, and sometimes it escapes us because it's mundane, because it's normal, because it's always happening, right? The miracle of waking up every day, of breath in our bodies, of remembering the power that it is to, as my grandmama would say, to have the full activity of your limbs, right? But that there are things happening in our bodies all the time that our cells are always reproducing, that there is work beyond our own capability of managing and doing and being able to orchestrate. And I would venture to say it's miraculous. I think there are other kinds of miracles too, right? I think they're the miracles of growth and transformation and healing happening all around us, right? I think therapy performs a miracle. If you go consistently over time with discipline and a good disposition, I shame. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But the miracle of overcoming trauma, the miracle of being a black woman from the South who loves her body, right? The miracle of being able to be confident that there is absolutely nothing wrong with who God created you to be. And I am crazy enough to believe in the miracle of the laying on of hands and the casting out of energies and the shifting of the atmosphere, I do believe in the miracles of the work of the spirit, that there is a work in the universe that we can collaborate and co-create alongside to do something that cannot be explained, that is a phenomenon, that cannot be captured or articulated, that will change something in an instant. But for today's reflection, I want us to think about the miracle that is us. I would argue that we are all walking miracles in ways that we may not always remember. I would argue that some of us may not always think about that we could have been a spirit whose mother almost lost us in childbirth. That we could have been a spirit who had accidents that probably should have cost us our lives as children, that we could be a spirit who could have not made it to this place, who could not have the job, the house, the shelter, the life, the things that make us who we are, had there not been that boundless work within and around us. There is a miracle that is you, It may not be physical, it may be spiritual. It may not be spiritual, it may be emotional. It may not be emotional, it may be sexual. It may be relational, it may be communal. But in order for us to be in this room, I'm willing to argue that something miraculous has happened. So let's think about it, let's talk about it. Can you put the scripture, okay, wonderful. So in this text, Jesus has actually been going around performing miracles over and over and over again, right? And it's become known that Jesus is doing miracles, so people have started to follow. So Jesus has been doing ministry, and it's been happening in this area already, right? But now there's a reputation of, you know, there's this man, right? And he got 12 men and some women and children that are with him, because let's be clear about that. It wasn't just the disciples, I'll that's with them and they keep going around and then people are like getting healed and random things are happening and the miracle just before this is actually the feeding of the 5,000, right? So right before this, they fed 5,000 people with two pieces of fish and five loaves of bread, right? Now, I know my grandma could make a dollar out of 15 cents, (laughs) but I'm just saying, you caught two pieces of crappy and you got, five loaves of library hit and 5,000 people plus the women and children ate okay all right Jesus was doing something right so that, that's happened just before this and when and when that happened Jesus is like I'm going to have to send the people away but we have more work left to do so Jesus actually sends the disciples away which is how they end up in a boat He's, he's in Bethsaida. He says, you all go away. I'm actually going to, so this is like afternoon when all this is getting set up, right? I'm actually going to go away for time to pray. So Jesus gets ready to go away for time to pray. And when he does that, <laughs> what's hilarious to me is that the disciples leave him. <laughs> Cause I'm like, you left him with 5,000 people? Okay, all right, right. But to me, it reminds me of how the journey can be that way in life, right? There are ways that we can be surrounded by community, we can be in the midst of doing our work, and we have to be able to make those seamless shifts of being in the midst of a crowd and knowing when you need to be alone, of knowing what it is to be able to go away, to pray, to center, to do the work that's your own self-work that can't nobody do but you, right? It even says Jesus goes up into a hill. So he's like away, not even where the people are. And the disciples are in a boat, and so they they go out. And this miracle actually happens in um, what the text calls the fourth watch, which means it's between about 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So it's dark, it's dark. And, and Jesus decides, okay, I've done my meditation. I'm good. I've gotten what I need. I'm now going to rejoin, rejoin um, the group. And they're far away. Which takes me to uh, my first takeaway is imagination, Right? So I think Jesus had to implore Jesus's own imagination in this text to be willing to navigate this experience. He had done the work of knowing what he needed. He had done the work of stealing away to be able to listen and hear, to hear his own voice, to hear God's voice, to hear the voice of the divine. And when he prepares to rejoin them, they're too far away. Now, the other thing that's happening in the text is the waters are treacherous. So the winds are blowing, the water is not calm, right? And so Jesus is, is, is sitting there in this moment having to navigate, what am I going to do to get to my community? Hmm. And I think it's a beautiful reminder that often miracles are the answer to some kind of conundrum. It's when you're in a predicament that you need for a miracle to happen. So in Jesus's own power, Jesus is able to imagine doing a thing that he's never done before right? So I think it's important for us to remember that because the story is about Peter, but it's also about Jesus. You can be the one who's in charge. You can be the manager. You can be the CEO. You can be the mother. You can be the one running the family. You can be the one running the household. It can be you that's doing all the work. And we can miss sometimes the risk that it takes to be who we are, right? Jesus ain't walked no water before either, Hello, lights. (laughs) right? (laughs) So so there has to be some imaginative work that Jesus was willing to do to consider his own power first, to say, how is it now that I navigate that they on the other side and I just got down the hill, it's a storm in the sea. I think I would just be like, I'll meet them. At another time. <laughs> I don't know, they in the water I can't get to that. that that boat is far away, right? But for Jesus to know himself well enough to say, Okay, I'm gonna water walk today. You know, I'm a water walk today. I'll go to them. Our imaginations are so critical to who we are. And I, I I really want us to think about that because it's important for us. I think as adults, we get so far away from our willingness to be imaginative. Right? We lose that some kind of way in the innocence and the naivete that we lose in adulthood, in responsibilities and work and family and bills. And I say, sure we, we, hey, we all have them. But it is our imagination, it is getting to the core of who we are that opens up possibilities, that opens up pathways, that opens up options that we don't have otherwise. And I'm willing to argue that Jesus couldn't have considered walking on the water if he hadn't have been in the hills praying alone. There are some parts of your own self, of your own power, that we cannot see if we are not willing to do our work alone. Right? And we can be alone and be in community and be honorable to both things, right? We can be married, we can be partnered, and be alone and be honorable to both things because it's important that we're able to do our self work in a way that creates the life that unfolds the miracles our lives already have for us. (laughs) So Jesus imagines himself and decides, I'll walk to them on the water. So, as Jesus is heading towards them, they see him, and everybody's like, that kind of look like Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I think that's him, right? And that's hilarious to me, too. I, yeah, I mean, I just find lots of things funny in the Bible. But that's hilarious to me, too, because I'm like, this somebody you see every day? <laughs> like, you know that's him. You know that's him. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, you know that's Jesus. It, you're not confused, right? <laughs> you're, you're, not, you're not confused. <laughs> you're, not, you're not confused. So, I, I think that's, that's what takes me to my next point, which is um, anticipation. We have to also anticipate, right? Because what happens is, in that moment, fear just takes over. Their fear clouds their vision, right? So, a person that they have been spending months and years with, that they have done work alongside in every kind of way. We're talking about sleeping together, walking together, being in ministry together, being in life and relationship together, and their fear of like, this looks like my friend, my brother, my elder, but there's no way this man is walking on water. So it's a ghost, right? What is it that our fear is keeping us from seeing? In the boundless possibilities that are available to us in 2020, where are we seeing our fear and not our truth? Right? I mean, I'm just... Be honest, right, like people you know, you can see the back of them and you can be like, oh, that's baby right there, oh, okay, there she go, <laughs> Over there, right? I remember being a kid, I could see my daddy from the back of the top of his head in a crowd. I'd be like, oh, there's daddy over there, <laughs> right? I don't know, black man with a bald head. I don't know, I'd be like, there go my daddy, <laughs> right? Because I knew him, right? But there, I just, I just argue, there are parts of ourselves that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know, you know, you can do it. You know, you can get the job. You know, you can do the work. You know it, but you won't see it. You won't see it. You know that it's time for you to make that move. You know, it's time for that move. You know, your relationship needs to shift. You know it. You know you need to go back to the thing you left. You know it. But their fear clouded their vision. Also, <laughs> the other thing that's happening besides their fear is it's a storm. So, let's really think about what that feels like, right? Anybody in here like water, like like being in a boat? Okay, cool. I'm a water person too. So you know, like like when you're on water, it's it, and in a boat, it's nothing but you in the water. You know what I'm saying? Like like you like oh, there's the water, right? I can't see the bottom, I can't see the shore, <laughs> right? I can't go back, <laughs> but I don't know where you know how I'm getting forward either, right? Because I don't drive boats, I don't I don't I don't know any of that. Uh, I just be out there, you know. Yes, yeah, on vacation, right? So I think if we really think about what that feels like to be in the middle of something where you can't see the bottom of it, you're too far into it to see where you started, you can't see the end just yet, and it's a storm, right? The wind is blowing, you go up to the top deck and you're sitting there like this and your hair is going like this, and you're like, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, we really in it now. Oh, I really did this. I am really here and... It's a storm out here, right? Okay, Um, and it's just us on the boat, right? (laughs) Like, it's just us, we gotta figure this out. That's frightening too. But it's also this kind of unsettling feeling when you're in the middle of a thing and you can't quite see the origin and you can't quite see the end. I understand how Peter must have felt to be in the midst of this place where he was dead set in the middle and kind of like not in control of what's happening, not clear about how to navigate what's happening. And then on top of that, it looked like Jesus is in the water. But I would argue for us that that's kind of what life is like at this point, right? I don't know about you, but I had a difficult 2019. 20, 20, 2019 did the most, <laughs> the absolute most. It did the most, and I didn't even realize until the end, it was like, I, I don't know. I think it was like, literally New Year's Eve, and I woke up that morning in the journal, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if I should buck and shout in the spirit room or if, if, I, if I should just pass out from exhaustion, right? Like, how did I get, what was 2019 trying to do? Oh, my goodness. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Oh, my God. Whoa. Okay, 2019, right? I, I, I want to say that's kind of analogous to what's happening in this text, y'all. Because I feel a shift. I feel it. 2020 is different. It's got a different energy on it. It, it ain't quite, it, you know, 2020 also like, now you gotta come with your work. But if you come with your work, we about to elevate. Come on, let's go. Like, like that's, the, that's the energy of 2020, right? Like some stuff about to be real different. We are gonna be here in a year and it's gonna be like, oh wow, so all of these things happened in the last 12 months. But I, I, I think that's very similar to what it's like to be out there in the middle of this river for Peter. What's also interesting that I want us to remember is Peter was a fisherman. That's what Peter did for a living, It's being a boat, <laughs> right? Like, that was his skill set. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus got Peter catching fish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, so, so, sir, if there's anybody on this boat, who should be like okay yeah it's treacherous waters okay the wind is blowing but okay we just we're, we're going to navigate this way we're going to turn the sail this way and i don't know will dock will wait we'll, i don't know what you do I, I, you know but peter should have known right and that would have been that would have been the logical way for him to respond but instead he's anticipating right he's anticipating and 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 he's in this place Where he says okay all this is happening and and his response to that anticipation is to call out for jesus to bring him to do something different so he left the place of his skill set he left the place that he knew he left the place where he was familiar he left the place where he had experience and he says jesus if it is you call out for me to come to you. And I think that's, that's, that's what our ancestors do. That's what our elders do. That's what our teachers do, right? Is they set an example for us. Now, we don't know what kind of courage it took for them to do that, right? Because Jesus just decided he was going to water walk five minutes ago, right? But his doing of that invited Peter to think about what he could do differently also, Right? So Peter anticipates that, well, if Jesus is doing it, and it's really Jesus, and I'm this Jesus, right? His response is that, I anticipate that I can do the same thing. Miracles are a result of our circumstances, but they are also a manifestation of co-creating with God. I'm going to say that again. Miracles... Are a result of our circumstances, but they are also a manifestation of us co creating with God. In the midst of this, Peter calls out and asks for a new thing. Because he was willing to do something different, because he was willing to ask, I'm also gonna argue, and because he was prepared in a certain way, his skill set lended him to being prepared. His relationship with Jesus led him to being prepared, and at this point, they've been doing ministry together for a while. So Peter's also done some work. Peter says, "If it's you, call out to me to come to you." That brings me to my third point: expect, and it happens. (laughs) It happens. Jesus calls for Peter, and Peter walks on the water also. Is I fear sometimes that we might actually get what we asked for? That's all right. You can say, ouch, I heard you. Somebody (laughs) said, Listen, I'm stepping on my toes. The word is for the preacher first. But is that it sometimes, right? And I absolutely... I absolutely believe that's what Spirit's saying about 2020. You've been doing the work. 2019 whipped you. But you got some lessons out of it. If you're going to get them, if you're willing to get them, do this work and then receive and experience the manifestation of that work. Because Jesus was willing to imagine water walking, And Peter anticipated that he could do what his elder was doing. They expected a miracle. And it happened. And it happened. Peter was living, breathing the miraculous. And I love this, now that I reflected on it and I'm not, you know, frustrated with Peter. I love this, 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 this story because I think sometimes we do, now, now I love Jesus. I mean, I had, I mean, we could have a theological conversation another, another day. I love Jesus. Jesus is great. I, I say, Jesus is God's son. Amazing. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But I think Jesus is doing more about teaching us who we are than asking for us to put Jesus on a pedestal. That's what I see in the text. So is it really a miracle in this instance if only Jesus walked on the water? I think not. I think the miracle here is not just the water walking, but the work that happens between two people who've been in relationship with each other, who've been in work together who've been doing the things that their spirits were called to do in connection to one another, that one could call to the other and call out of the other the fullness of their being. Peter couldn't have imagined walking on the water if he hadn't have seen Jesus. But Jesus couldn't have shown Peter his power if Peter wasn't willing to come. Expectations are a funny thing too, right? Expectations we actually, like I often feel like um, in healing and spiritual counseling circles, I feel like people struggle or talk about struggling with expectations, right? Like I just wanna have no expectations, right? You lying, that's not true. <laughs> that's absolutely not true. That's, expectations are actually a very human thing. It's a, it's a very natural thing. It's, it's how we kinda can miss some of the miracles, right? Because we expect to wake up. We expect for the sun to shine. We expect for the heat to cut on in the house. We expect for our clothes to be there. We expect to sleep safely at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got alarms, but we really expect to wake up and nothing happened. happen. <laughs> Human expectations are a very normal part of our reality, and that's not problematic, right? But the question is, what are we expecting? What are we expecting? And I think that's where Peter suffered in the text, is that Peter started to sink when he started to overthink. I'm an overthinker. (laughs) Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Esty and I'm an overthinker, right? (laughs) I'm absolutely an overthinker. I'm an analytic. I put things in categories. <laughs> I make equations. And I like for stuff to match, right? So I be like, if this happens, and then I add it to this, that happened that one time in 992. And and then I'ma get this. So I'm not gonna even try that because <laughs> I already know how this is gonna work out. That don't make no sense. I'ma just stay at home. That don't I don't have to. I ain't gotta set myself up for none of that foolishness. I'm good. <laughs> right? I'm an overthinker. And I think a lot of us are. Even if we aren't overthinkers, we are taught to be deductive and we're taught to be logical. We're taught socially, everybody is, for us to take our expectations and to manage our decisions. That's how we're trained right? But spirit don't work like that. Spirit doesn't work like that. The spiritual laws in the universe do not operate on your thoughts and are not orchestrated by your management. So when Peter jumps out of this boat and is walking on water, he's doing the very thing that spirit intended for him to experience. He's manifesting the very thing that his elder has trained him for. He's doing the very work that he uniquely has the ability, the qualifications, the skill set, and the preparation to do in body, mind, and spirit. And then he thought about it and was like, this don't make no sense, and sinks. Right? He's like, um right? The scripture says he doubted. Doubt is a powerful drug. Doubt is a powerful drug that a lot of us struggle with, let's be honest, because of trauma. Right? Because of trauma, because of the things we've been taught to believe about ourselves, about our bodies, about our spirits, about our abilities, about our minds, about who we are. Doubt is a powerful drug, and doubt will always be in opposition to possibility. They, they cannot coexist. That you, you cannot question and imagine at the same time. Not in the way of doubting, right? I'm not talking about asking critical questions or being a critical thing, or that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying you cannot question the viability of a thing and imagine the evolution and the growth of a thing at the same time. Doubt is a powerful drug. Overthinking is what almost drowned Peter. In the middle of the miracle that spirit had created for him. In the middle of the miracle that he had worked for in the middle of the very thing that his elder had trained him and prepared him for. Some kind of way, Peter's expectations caused him to miss the fullness of it. I really want us to think about what our lives could be if we expected the miraculous. What could our jobs be if we expected the miraculous? What could our relationships be like? What could our families be like? How could our homes look if we expected the miraculous? 2020, y'all, is that year. It just is. Everything comes with a season. And this is a new one. What could happen to us in this different season if we expected the miraculous? After Peter began to sink, (laughs) he calls out to Jesus and says, rescue me. And I'm grateful he did that. Because it reminded me that no miracle is beyond our grasp. We just need to ask for help. That the divine is always seeking to co-create with us, to stand beside us. Jesus said, Peter, it's your faith. It's your faith. It's your confidence in the divide. It's your confidence that you're supported. It's your belief that you actually have what you need that is causing you to sink in this moment. So Jesus rescues Peter. At this point, they're getting on the boat. And the scripture says at the end, when they get in the boat, the wind stopped and the storm was over. Sometimes it is years like 2019 that it takes to produce a year like 2020. Sometimes it's treacherous waters. And I'm not going find the treacherous, that's not what I'm saying, right? It's difficult. We are human, we get to feel, our feelings are valid, they are important, they inform us. And things can be difficult and we should honor that. But in that difficulty, I believe God is still working. I believe the divine is still intervening. I believe miracles are still happening. So if we could be willing to take the lessons, if we could be willing to take the storms, if we could be willing to take the difficulty and not doubt, but walk on the water, Because you have what you need, it's already in you. You have the skill set, you've done the work, you have the preparation, you have the support. God is calling for us to have courage to walk on the water. The Clark sister said, I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible I feel the intangible, I see the invisible. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. And then at the end, I said, I expect a miracle every day. God will make a way out of no way. And I just believe God is still in the way making business, Park Avenue. I just believe that God is still doing things beyond what we see, what we know, what we feel. Every day, God is making ways out of no way if we would be willing to expect the miraculous we might see ourselves go beyond what we could have ever imagined and we might anticipate ourselves making decisions that will change our very lives and transform our spirits and heal our hearts if we would be willing to expect the miraculous. Amen. Ashe.
0: You gave us something we can take away from this place this morning. We appreciate you. We appreciate the spirit that has rested among us. This is our time of reflection. If you want to sit with the message, you may do so where you are. Uh, If you're in a need of prayer, uh, Pastor Darcy, myself, Minister, if you would be in the back as well. Uh, And if you want to join this community, if you want to start that walk of faith with this place, this is the time to do that as well. Um, You can come to the back, uh, let one of us know. Uh, You're in. Uh, We always do a vote, but you're in. We, We never have voted anyone, though. So, <laughs> but this is that time, uh, rest with that, remes- that message, reflect on the message uh, at this time.